The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Dara is a music writer, producer and author and he's with us here today. How are you doing? I'm doing super, super good, my friend. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great today. Now, I just want to start by talking about your album Majestic Retrospectives Volume 1. Okay. How would you describe the style of the songs and also the kind of lyrical themes of it? Well, the thing about the Majestic kind of Retrospectives 1 and 2 is basically... They, they are my sort of remix albums. So they're, they're sort of a best of um, all my mixes from uh, 1995 when I first kind of started. Well, actually, a little bit before that. But um, when I was signed to EMI and Chrysalis and a few other major record labels. So I kind of picked up uh, some of the mixes that I, I had the rights from, yeah. uh, from 95, basically all the way to 2021. Um, and I just I was doing a, ra- a radio show for uh, Vintage FM. And I'm still I'm still doing a, a radio show for bbs in los angeles as well and it got to kind of um i just yeah i just had all these kind of tracks just uh, kind of lying about and just thought you know what it's time to kind of get it all together and put like a super 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 duper ooper uh version um together which would have all those kind of tracks on volume one and volume two and 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 boom boom shake the room that the first one went out in um i think it was the beginning of march and then the second one we've had a few little teething problems with um with the distribution company but they finally sort of like decided it was uh, all good to go so it's uh, out on the 18th of june so yeah that's the majestics and uh, it's just killer remixes basically from as i say from different mm. different projects i've had out over the last uh, god knows how many years now do you know what i mean yeah and why did you want to go back to your old stuff and remix it instead of coming up with new stuff yeah. i mean that's a good question actually um I think you know what it was just good to sort of see a whole body of work all connected together. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And you know whether anyone, you know, for me personally, it was a good sort of thing to just kind of uh, cathartic, and it, and it sort of just it took me back to sort of places and and people that I'd kind of worked with over the last twenty five years, and uh, yeah, so it was a kind of kind of, you know a, a cathartic kind of project to sort of put all that work together in two volumes, and. Um, and and sort of have them remastered and i've got this amazing uh, dude down in italy young dude um who is just the most amazing master engineer who's just put 
you know, put that album, those two albums together in, in, a, in, a, in an amazing way because um, a, lot of the, a lot of the tracks I gave him sort of had already sort of like been mastered mm. and he, he had a really hard task to really tie it all together, do you know what I mean? And he's just, yeah. he's just smashed it out of the park. So, but he's also done uh, Ballads for the Downtrodden as well as Kings of Sur- and Kings and Serfs as well. So he's just been, he's just been like a, a top, top soldier for me um, for the last kind of like three, three or four kind of projects. So yeah, really, really cool. It's really nice to see like young dudes coming through and really smashing it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah really cool. And I just, I, lo- do you know, I really love people where you don't have to say a great deal to, you just go <laughs> right there. It is boom, boom, boom. And they go off and they do it and they come back and they, I love you know over delivery man I think is where it's at you know what I'm saying yeah absolutely yeah because I suppose if they don't talk to you much so that means things are going well well yeah I think so but I think it also shows an, an amazing amount of confidence in in yeah. people's game do you know what I mean that they they're confident to work at a really good level and um, and just get on with it you know and that's yeah. that's refreshing do you know what I'm saying and I, I I see that with a lot of young dudes coming through that they're really very very overconfident in some ways do you know what I mean like yeah. I think sort of like when when we were coming through um I think we were all a little bit kind of hung up about whether we were good or not, do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. I think a lot of the young dudes coming through are just like, we know we're good, do you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot more, but I think there's a lot more self-belief, do you know what I'm saying? I think there's probably more support, but I think for us, we were all a bit sort of like, I don't know if I'm good enough, do you know what I mean? So there was a lot yeah. of kind of hang-ups going on that you had to kind of smash through. But I've got, you know, I've come through you know, working with a lot of younger musicians and stuff and just seeing how confident they are. They they learn their chops as well real good, whereas I think, you know, for me, it was very much kind of grab a guitar and sort of work out as you go along, whereas I think a lot of these dudes have really kind of, they've got into their theory lessons and all the rest of it. So you can say play, you know, a D-flat minor seventh and they're kind of like, yeah, yeah, what if I do that with a sort of C-sharp kind of ninth, fifth, and I'm like, yeah, yeah let's try that then, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. It's good, man. It's good to see people coming through with serious confidence. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yourself, of course. <laughs> Maybe. Sitting there all, all gleaming is coming um, like shout FM, as it were. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. That's a little bit of back, back line on, on those couple of projects that have come through. Yeah. And is it easier or harder to remix old stuff? Because I suppose, on the one hand, you don't have to write new lyrics and things, but I guess you're still having to try to make it sound like a new and fresh song. Yeah, I mean, I think because a lot of those those remixes had already been done sort of at the time, so they weren't like I was kind of like... There are a few mixes on there that I've pulled, like Lights, uh, Whiskey and Honey... Mm. They they've all been sort of remixed, but I, I mean re, the remixes normally come in around the time that the actual tracks are going out. So they everything was kind of done and dusted. It was really just a matter of you know kind of going getting it all together and making it sound like a, a, a whole thing. Which is what like I say, this cat from Italy called Astro. He's just he's made that he's really sort of pulled it all together and made it sound con, you know conducive to to listening to an album from you know from start to finish and yeah. volume 2 the other thing is i just kept finding loads of tracks that were just you know hadn't they, they hadn't gone out so they or they'd gone out at the time and they'd just been sort of sitting about so like, on volume 2 there's like 25 tracks on that like this year alone i've put out 50 songs out wow. of my vault do you know what i'm saying so 
You know what I mean? It's like it's been good. It's been really kind of cathartic, and it's taken me a bit of time to do it. But I feel like there's if you go on my Spotify now, there's a real solid body of work there. Mm. Not that there wasn't before, but you've got like really it gives you a good idea of kind of what I do kind of across the genres. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. There's loads of stuff on there, and it must have taken a long time to come up with all the songs. Yeah, again, you know, I think that I've. You know, I don't think I've stopped working since I kind of like got signed to sort of EMI in the 90s. I think I've just been pretty much kind of like at it, you know, whether I've been working with other people on other people's projects or whether I've been working on my own stuff. I've just I'm just one of those people that, you know, kind of I don't know. It's like it doesn't really feel like work, to be fair. So but I'm always at at kind of my craft. You know what I'm saying? Like um, even when I was living in like when we first went to Australia and um you know a lot of people go come up to byron bay and just hang out and, sh- and just chill and and i was working for festival records down in sydney at the time yeah. and uh, i remember going we drove we drove like 12 hours north from sydney up to byron which is this real pi- amazing picturesque place it's the furthest um out on the east coast is the furthest point on the east coast you know what i mean and it's yeah. just it's like san francisco you probably know byron bay and um you know but i got a call from the label going oh we need to you need to come back and, and sort of sort of mix out i think it was like i think they'd got like something like frankie goes to hollywood or something they wanted me to remix do you know what i mean and like and literally i got a phone sit sitting you know i wasn't i was thinking i was in the hotel or whatever but i get this call and everybody else is out on the beach and i've just literally been there two days and i and then i just got straight on a on a bus straight back to Sydney, 10, 10, you know, 12 hour journey back down to Sydney. And there I am back in the studio sort of working away. So I think I've always kind of been into sort of wanting to kind of do stuff like that and be busy kind of working. So I don't think I've stopped really. So that's why there's probably that much material kind of lurking about. I mean, there's like, there's like loads of material that I haven't even recorded, man. Do you know what I mean? There's like, There's loads of songs. I've got like reams of kind of songs that haven't even got into production, wow. you know. And now I'm just working on a follow-up album to Ballads to the Down for the Downtrodden and New Kind of Normal, which came out in tail end of 2019. So I've got a new track that I've just I'm just getting mixed up now called uh, No Time for Tears, which mm. I think is really epic. It's a re- I'm, I, do you know what I mean? I think yeah. that whatever you're working on at that time is always kind of like the best track you've worked on. But I really think No Time for Tears is like one of the best songs I've ever written, man. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's really moving around kind of epically on a, like it doesn't just do a verse chorus thing. Do you know what I mean? It mm. really is kind of moving around arrangement wise. And it's, and I, you know, I'm really into storytelling as well. So yeah. it's really telling a story for me. It's, um, you know, so I'm really, really, really pleased with that. The drums just come in, and and I've got a, a guy in Germany who's going to do the sort of the the mix on it. So I've just literally got all just mixing that out, ready for him to kind of do a final mix on. So that's I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, and I'm just looking at the sort of two other, three other songs to record alongside that, and that that'll be another EP sort of going out for August, September, I think. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. While I'm buzzing with sort of majestic and these particular projects out through the summer. So yeah, always kind of doing stuff looking for new new ideas but um you know that's what keeps you flowing man is 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 kind of like being creative right do you know what i'm saying and if i'm not making music then i'm writing a book or something or or doing something do you know what i'm saying so yeah, absolutely so how did you first start to get interested in music in the first place then um music's just I think was there from the word go because yeah. my mum and dad were really kind of like music. My dad was really into music. He's a writer as well. Um, but my mum was like a musician. Her, her side of the family were all kind of musicians. Mm. She played piano. So I was just watching her from a really early age going, 
I really want to be able to do that. Do you know what I mean? So as soon as I was kind of old enough to get my hands across the piano, I was kind of like, I was on it. And uh, then I just got into, um, you know, I was into bands by sort of about the age of sort of 14, mm. 15, sort of playing in bands. And then, you know, then I got into a sort of t- like a bit of a touring band at sort of 16, 17, um, which was a reggae band. And we were supporting quite big acts like Steel Pulse and Misty and Roots, kind of big act, reggae acts from sort of Birmingham and, and Coventry and around that way. And um, and then sort of like rest is kind of history. Then I just carried on sort of, you know, I was in and out of bands kind of like throughout my teenage years. And then I got signed to, to Chrysalis EMI when I was like 20 something. And then, yeah, that was it really from then on in. I was just like, that was my game. And I just sat and listened and learned. And then I've worked all around the world really, to be honest with you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a fun life to have, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's kind of, you know, a lot of people would like look at you going, Cracky, you've had a crazy life, because I have toured and I've, I've been in some really crazy places and played like southern Mexico. You know, even when I say to Americans that I've played in Mex- sort of southern Mexico and Guatemala and places like that, or Beirut, yeah. or, you know, like Egypt, Cairo, Bahrain, obviously Australia, mm. um, a little bit of kind of um, Thailand as well. You know, so they're quite, you know, I've been, a, I've sort of kind of crossed a few kind of avenues, you know what I mean? And obviously sort of around Europe as well. Um, so a lot of people would think that's quite crazy, but it's just one of them things that I kind of thought that that's what I wanted to do. As soon as, because like there was like this time when I was sort of like, you know, when you when I first left school and, and I was quite I was really into electronics and I, they ended up sticking me in a factory doing soldering, soldering PC peoples. And I thought I was like, did two days of that, man. And I thought that I'm this is not for me. Do you know what I mean? And I just like, I, like I said, I think I went that that week. I went for an audition with that, that particular band and that was it. I was like, got a job with them and I was on the road from then on in because yeah. I just thought with soldering PCB boards or playing in a band, there's just no, no sort of a, there's no competition there for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Now, one of your songs, Haunted Dancehall, yeah. was played on Radio Cambridge, actually. Yeah. Was that quite exciting to have your song played on this well-known radio station? Where's well, BBC Radio Cambridge? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, uh, I mean, I've, you know, I've had stuff played on Radio 1 as well and... You know, I've had stuff played across America, kind of like on pretty big stations as well. Um, so I think it's always good when you get stuff played on the radio. I've got like a lovely lady who's a really good friend now called Leslie John Ben from Liverpool, who uh, is is a star of kind of many radio stations around Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time she plays one of my songs, I'm just totally stoked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's another the, the James Hor- um, guy called James Horrocks, I think, from Phonic FM. There's another dude, just kind of like, you know, there's loads of dudes that kind of like, ind- like yourself, independent radio kind of dudes that are mm-hmm. that are supporting, you know, independent artists now. Because I'm not with a major anymore. Yeah. And um, and I think, as I say, anytime you get anyone playing anything, it's a it's a real buzz. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I'll be buzzed when I hear some, some, you know, what what you guys are doing. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. if we, you know, what tracks you play f- off my albums on your station. So yeah, it's it's always good, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm and you've written some books as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, t- two books. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. 
Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Velour XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Books. Uh, I haven't, because I'm in the studio right now, so I haven't got them on me, but yeah, uh, two books. One's called Road Tales, about being on a road, meeting amazing people who had some incredible stories to tell, um, you know, from Aboriginal kind of guys who were part of the Stolen Generation, to Guatemalan freedom fighters, to artists who have made people talk again through using art, Um, you know, uh, just incredible people, really, that I was meeting while I was out and about. And I think that that, you just, it was just a period of time where these people were coming into my life and I just was listening to their life stories and just thinking, wow, they'd make really good inspirational tales for people. So I just, when I got back to England, I just thought, I'm going to, I had 15 chapters you know, and I just put put it together after an um, after I think I finished a music project, and then I just thought, you know what, I've got because you know a lot of people go, I'm writing a book, and they never get around to doing it. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? You may you'll find so many people that go, oh yeah, I'm writing a book, and you sit meet them ten years later, and you're like, how's that book? And you're like, oh, I'm still writing. So I just <laughs> thought, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna nail this book, and so I did it, and. Uh, and I put it together, and as I say, it's just as it's a little book of inspiration for people who, if they're going through hard times, they can sort of see, you know, other people are going through, you know, pretty tough times that have actually kind of got through it and and come out the other side and done amazing miracle kind of things with their lives. Do you know what I mean? And then there's the night that Jimmy died, which is about a girl I know who was born on the same night as when Jimi Hendrix passed away in Knightsbridge Infirmary, and it's just a story about her 
been, you know, it, it was our idea of what if their souls kind of crossed over and she becomes like this amazing guitarist that sort of <laughs> saves the world from mediocre music. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good you know, idea. She, sort of blow, she blows all the pop idol people off the map kind of thing with this incredible virtuoso guitar kind of vibe. But she's like the Wizard of Oz. She sort of pulls back the curtains on the rock and roll, on the on the music industry and sort of shows people kind of what it is for what it is. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, yeah, she's, she's a sort of a... She blows the illusions away. That's her job, and she does it really, really well. So yeah, there's uh, that's the sort of second book, which is more obviously more fictional. But there's some great scenes in that. I think it would make an amazing film. So if there's any uh, major film production companies out there, let me know because you can buy the rights. Yeah, absolutely. I guess for a lot of people, writing a book is quite a daunting task because even if they have a good idea, they don't know the exact words they're going to put for hundreds of pages and how they're going to flesh it out and keep it interesting. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's the that's the uh, that's the art of being a good writer, isn't it? Really, that you know, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I think I, I'm, you know, I love I love telling stories. Um, and I and I certainly know you know how hard it is to write good books, but you know the genius kind of writers who can map you know the map books out in their head so they've got that storyline kind of flowing through. You know it, it takes a certain type of mind to be able to really you know like your J.K. Rowling's that yeah. I mean she's incredible. That's an incredible regardless of what people are saying about her, she's an incredible writer, and um, and she's being able to utilize kind of like esoteric knowledge and and but then create this character you know which for a while was just absolutely there was no one touching that harry potter thing not that i, I wasn't i wasn't into it but you when you look at it and you see where how she did it and how she does it and how she cranks these books out and they're yeah. all incredible you know incredible yeah. sort of story, stories with her their mind is just like out there dude you know what i mean so that's a, that's a, that's a special type of writer and I think it just takes a special kind of mind to be like that. Yeah, I'm more I'm more into kind of the musical side of things, really. Although I like writing, I think it's a really good. There's nothing kind of more amazing than sitting down for months on end and just losing, because it's like reading. Like if you yeah. read books, you know what I mean. Like you will fall into a sort of a book, and suddenly you're transported into a whole different paradigm and a whole different world. And every time you pick that book, it's like it's like the kind of the the, you know the, the the cupboard in the in Narnia. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, I mean, you know what I mean. Like when you when you read a book, you're going through that cupboard into a whole new world. It's much cooler in some ways than actually kind of like watching movies because the movies kind of starve your mind of being able to visualize. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like when you're reading a book, you're like your your whole visual perception is like. Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. it's going. It's it's just the, the wheels are turning. So. As I say, the art of writing a good book and taking you on a journey, like like Tolkien with Lord, Lord of Rings. I mean, like you know, when some when you know when when people first read Tolkien, they must have been just going, "Where is this guy's head at?" Do you know what I mean? Because it was just so out there. Do you know what I mean? For the time, you know. Yeah, and your imagination always comes up with a better image than what any filmmaker or theatre designer exactly. could come up with. Exactly. I mean, I I think you know the I, I hope that the sort of like the 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 uh, the actual sort of practice of picking up books and reading books never never really kind of ever goes and leaves because yeah. um it is just such a it's an amazing thing to pick up a, a you know a a book of such and just plow into it right like the kindles are all good but there's just that it's just like there's something of a real physical relationship between you and the book do you know yeah. what i mean and uh 
you know so but the audio books are pretty darn cool as well i've been getting mm-hmm. into a few audio books recently so they can take you on a journey particularly if you've got a good narrator as well so oh yeah 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 some people I can imagine you doing a good good uh audio books you've got a, Got that that lovely little little in kind of a Scottish accent there. Maybe. So I think I Maybe. think you'd vibe people up. Yeah. You know? Some people try and claim that if you listen to audio books, it doesn't count as actually reading the book, and it's cheating. Do you agree with yeah. that? Mm. I don't think so. I think that mm. it depends. I mean, if you're driving a car across America, it's difficult to pick a book up, isn't it? Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? But if you've got the audio book in there, you know you've got. You've got that person sort of, you know, and I just listened to an, an audio book and I was so into it. I couldn't, do you know what I mean? Like I was getting up like literally sort of first thing in the morning, I'd have my phone and I'd go in and I'd be sort of making breakfast and I'd, I'd have that audio book on straight off the bat. And every time I was working, like I'd be like, do you know what I mean? I was, I mean, I was doing, actually funny enough, I was doing volume two majestic retrospectives and I'd be mastering sort of like the track and I'd still have the audio book going like, <laughs> And I'd pause it, and then I'd be listening to that, and then I'd be listening to because I was so into it. Do you know what I mean? And um, yeah, it took me about five days to get through this audio book. I think yeah. it was like ten hours worth of audio, no audio vibe. But yeah, so I think it's horses for courses. But you know, it's great. I think reading is really important. Yeah. For people's minds. Yeah, absolutely. It's always a good thing. It makes you know more words as well. Not necessarily how to say them rightly, but you can find yeah, I out. Think, I think, you know what, we're talking about that sort of the mind's eye, you know, and being able to visualise. And I think visualisation is so important because, you know, visualisation is what your creative eye is doing. Now, whether you use that for, to, to write something new or make music or make films or, or design kind of like trainers or whatever it, you do with your creative kind of angle, that's one of our most powerful kind of things that we have available to us is our, our power of visualization because yeah. that's our law of attraction as well. So if, you, if you're visualizing things, you're, you're creating that magnetics to bring things into your world do you understand what i mean yeah the more you can visualize your future like for instance your show you know you want it to be listened to by three million people by you know do you know what i'm saying and you've got that so you start visualizing you know that amount of people well obviously that kind of stat coming through and the more you're kind of using that vibe the mag the more magnetic you are bringing that into your kind of your your space don't ask me how it works but that's how it kind of works is visualization affirmations and sort of you know and planning which makes dreams come true yeah and where do you visualize yourself in the future have you got any more books or songs that you're hoping to release yeah i mean i'm always kind of visualizing things i think that you know i will just carry on making the best records i possibly can with amazing films to go alongside it because that's kind of what keeps me cooking Mm. um so you know even with you know no time for tears it's like we just i've just actually finished an animation film for a track called Sweet As, which is, I really, you've got to just check it out because it's an amazing bit of, um, this amazing girl did this incredible uh, animated film, just worked from my brief. And, um, you know, it was, the, this, it was originally written, Sweet As was originally written for a film about the pearly kings and queens of London, but the film never went out. So I had this track again, sort of sitting on, on a drive, not really doing anything. And, and I had it remastered for Kings and Serfs. And then I just had this visual, this visual of having an animation, and again visualize this the storyline, storyboard, and and it's come to life, and it's just a, it's a story of a poor guy who gets a chart. He's walking by the River Thames, and he finds a bit of gold. And he picks this piece of gold up, and he makes this suit out of this gold, and 
as soon as he picks this piece up, this gold, he, his life just becomes magical, and he's just, again manifesting stuff. And it's a really cute video, man. And it's right. I think it's really uplifting as well. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I was really, really pleased with it. Uh, it's me doing a little bit of a Cockney routine. Yeah. So it's a bit like you know, it's a bit sort of um, Stevie Marriott, small faces, lazy Sunday afternoon kind of idea. But it it just really works. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then obviously, no time for tears. Like now, I'm back onto something new, and I, you know, I'm going. Should I do animated? Should I maybe get some actors in? How much? Do you know what I mean? And it just becomes more. It's just exciting to kind of think, what am I going to create? I think that's the core of it. It's like, that's how I've kind of lived my life. It's like, you know, what can I create next? What can I make? What can I do? And it doesn't really matter, to be fair, whether it, it doesn't get a massive audience. It's the fact that it's the journey. That's the other thing. Do you know what I'm saying? It's the journey of like, like for instance, like now I'm looking, right, I've got like a load of new songs so I'll be looking at kind of like what one's going to kind of work and how do I see that going? And it becomes, that's the journey. It starts as a, as a, as a micro kind of like idea and then it expands into what it becomes, which is like, a, you know, hopefully sort of like an epic piece of work. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And where did you get that cool jacket that you're wearing? Camden, Camden uh-huh. town. Think, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's an older one, but um, yeah, I, I can't remember what boutique it was, but it was um, it was kind of, uh, where um, where Dingwalls is, just down from there. There was the, the, the boutique and stuff, and I used to really love Camden because it's obviously it's got a lot of cool shops and stuff down there. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so Camden, and I'll get again. Camden was like amazing space for sort of like you know a lot of music, Amy Winehouse, and yeah. you know Blur and all that. You lot used to hang out there and stuff. So it was a it's a it's a good place. I haven't been there for a little while actually, but uh, yeah. yeah, Camden's cool, man. Do you get down to London much yourself? Uh, I've been a few times, but not in a few years. And I don't know when I'll be back. I guess it's yeah. probably not too safe to be hanging around on the tube at the moment and yeah. stuff. Yeah, we have got. We're in a different time, but uh, yeah. you know, let's let's hope we can sort of start getting a semblance of normality coming back. I see Glastonbury is going to sort of like have a kind of virtual oh, yeah. uh, thing happening there and stuff. So that that give a little bit of a light to you know maybe next year that will come you know Glastonbury back and the festival's back and people just you know we need to get people smiling again man do you know what I mean that's that's what this is all about smile smile we need to smile that's the poor end (laughs) I mean I've done a today I've done a a workshop in a dementia care home and I do that as a sort of regular um just it's like music workshop therapy and I go down there and they're kind of a little bit unaware of kind of what's going on, do you know what I'm saying? But they really get into the music and it reminds them of kind of where they were when they were kind of like, you know, they had a, their life was where it was, do you know what I'm saying? And we, I use a lot of kind of classic rock and roll kind of tunes and tunes before that, you know, just classic kind of music that I know would have been on the radio when they were kind of growing up when they were teenagers or whatever. Yeah. But it's, you know what, it's amazing when you leave there and everybody's like smiling and they've been just having the greatest time, you know, and it's, that's the power of kind of music. It kind of, it, it brings people of all ages together, you know what I mean? And, uh, and that's, you know, to put a smile on people's faces is really kind of where, I think it's where, that's what this is all about, surely, yeah. you know, making people kind of happy and, uh, and leaving people with, it, or, you know, with just this a feeling of well-being you know what i mean that's why i kind of do it mm, for sure well where are we able to check out all your music and your books and keep up to date with you everywhere um so you can just you can you can check me out um if you just put a search in for dara that's d-a-r-d-a-r dot r-a or kusha deep 
is my record label, Krisha yeah. Deep uh, Music, then the Google searches will come up and you'll be able to sort of get hold of all that vibe and uh, on Spotify as well. Great. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show today. It's been great to have you here. Awesome. It's been fun, mate. And um, wishing you guys all the best and all the shout uh, listeners uh, all the best as well. And hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll see you again. Some, we'll see you sometime soon. Do you know what I mean? When all this is done and dusted, do you know what I mean? So yeah. thanks a lot and uh, everyone stay safe. Yeah. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.